Hello, and welcome to episode 94 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, I have an interview with Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson is the creator of Project Savior. Craig, thanks so much for joining us. Um, why don't you start us off with a uh, brief bio about yourself, the comic, and then we'll take a uh, deep dive into some uh, making comics talk. Hi. Um, I don't really have that much in the way of a bio. Like This is my first comic I've been... I just started releasing it about two years ago, and before that, it took us 10 years to get it done. Okay. Um, that's about it. Awesome. So um, a little bit about uh, Project Savior. Um, uh, how long, you said 10 years, you've kind of yeah. been working on it. So is this something that's sort of been in your mind for that last decade that you've sort of... It's just um, been chewing at us to get it out. Okay, and then about two years ago, you got... Uh, I guess maybe a little bit more serious about getting it down on paper. Is that, is that how it went? Yeah, basically. Um, it, it was kind of like one of them things where I just kept putting it off and putting it off. Cause I was like, Oh, it's not ready. I'm not ready. Um, and then it was just kind of like, you either got to do it or you don't. Yes. Um, so you are the, the writer, the artist and the colorist. Is that, uh, is that correct? <laughs> yep. And uh, what were some of the, uh, did you grow up with, with comics? What were some of the, uh, the, the uh, inspirations or, or, or comics you might've read as a kid that might've uh, led you to, to make this project? From literally as early as I can remember, I've always been a Batman fan. Cool. Um, it's, all, it's ever since I could talk, apparently. That's all I've ever done has been in like that. Ma- mainly Batman, but I have branched out a few times since um it took us a long time to get into marvel mm-hmm. but i think my first experience with marvel was spider-man at first i wasn't a big fan of it but then i got into it and i was like all right this is awesome um, yeah i can see a little i can see i can see a little bit of both of those influences on the, on this comic you know it's it's uh it's certainly in parts uh grim and gritty which would yes. be your batman part and there's sort of that uh um down on your luck, uh, just trying to make things, uh, just trying to make ends meet superhero, which will give us a little bit of our, our, our Spider-Man feel there. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah. And I've sprinkled in a little Superman as well, because I eventually got into Superman. Um, I think it was when Smallville started. Very cool. And I also, you know, I also see a little bit of uh, Daredevil, sort of yes. the, uh, yep. the uh, reluctant... Uh, uh, well, maybe not reluctant, but sort of tortured. Like the, the conflicted, tortured yeah. superhero. Yeah, I get a little bit of that too. Um, so since we've been talking about some of the influences, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, Project Savior and uh, a little bit about the, the, the setup story for this? I, I'll try not to give too much away because this is always my problem when I try talking about it. I'll give away too much. Yeah. Um, but it follows the story of as an as of yet unnamed character, um, okay. just to keep a bit of mystery. So one day he finds that he has powers, mm-hmm. doesn't know where from. There's no immediate reason for it. He tries to tries to think about how this could have happened, but it's one of them. He's basically like a. Um, do you remember? Do you remember when you fir- when you first watched Captain America? Yes. How he was like 
he always got his ass kicked, but he was one of the he he always wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, it, he's basically he's a bit like that. He's always had a good heart. Yeah. Obviously, no one's perfect. So when he finds out he has powers, he's like, I haven't gone too much into it yet. The reasons behind why he suits up, but it is a case of he wants to help. Mm-hmm. But he knows he can't change the world overnight, but he doesn't realize how how hard it's going to be. Yeah. Um, he's a bit disillusioned at first. So you see him trying to unravel how he got his powers, but at the same time, try, try to be something else, like try to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, I, I'm looking at like the mental strain that it'll take. Like how far, like how far is, can he go? Like, um, I think in one issue, we've just had him have the thing of, do you go sort of like the Batman route and just beat the crap out of everyone? Or do you go Punisher and just end them? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's sort of the, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a line that Batman, that, that fine line that you can push Batman up, up to, but if he, if he goes, you know, just an inch over that, he does sort of turn into the Punisher there. Yeah. So that, I keep seeing this argument, online and everything and it's like oh why doesn't he just kill like why do superheroes not have why do they not just kill and i think it's not a it's not just a case of why will they not just kill like killing's that step where what like just because you're wearing a costume doesn't give you the right Mm -hmm. like all right so they bend the rules a little by like you know beating down on people who are doing bad things but they don't cross that that moral line because if any like if you put anyone on that situation there's going to be hesitation you, you it, t- it it takes something in you to take a life yes um and that's the kind of thing i want to look at like can you push someone far enough to do that and have them still come out on the other side wanting to be better or would they just spiral yeah, and uh, two things that uh, I just thought of while you were talking about that. Um, there's there's certainly a a scene that uh, is very sort of uh, similar to to the Captain America movie where um, he's he's fighting a bully, um, and, and I can see a lot of Captain America there. And there is a scene where the 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 main character is uh, is being pushed to the limit, and as you're reading it, um, you do a really good job of sort of dragging that 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 fight out blow by blow and you're sort of like as you're going through it you're the the way you paste it you're sort of like as you're reading it you're kind of like almost feeling like oh no like how far is this guy gonna go so you do you do a great job there oh thank you that that was the goal that that was definitely the goal to see if i could convey that sense of how far is he actually gonna go like if it's like when, it's like how they used to recruit for the police. They were like, in this sort of, in these situations, can you keep your cool? Mm-hmm. Like if you go to a a scene where it's domestic violence, could you stop yourself from just beating the guy? Like it's exactly the same for people who want to dress up and be vigilantes. Like how do you how do you stop yourself from losing control? Yeah. And as for the bullying thing, like I kind of drew my own experiences from that because. Like I used to get bullied a lot at school, mm-hmm. so I've kind of like drawn on some real life experiences to sort of help write that. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can, I, talking to you now and reading it earlier today, I, I, I see a lot of uh, what you were going for there. Um, so at, at the point of this recording, there are uh, four issues out. Is that correct? Yes. And you have plans to get started on the, the fifth issue. And yep. we talked a little bit before on the recording. You have uh, a plan for this to be um, in the 35 to 40 issue um, range. Is that correct? Yes, because I'm crazy. Oh, no, not crazy. You're, uh, you're ambitious and you have a, uh, you have a story to, to tell. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your process. Um, I'm always curious when I'm talking to somebody who is a writer and an artist, how they handle uh, their scripts. Um, are, are you not writing full? Well. Uh, not very well. Uh, are, are you are you writing full script, or because that you're you're handling the art duties, are you able to sort of uh, be a little sparse and just sort of? Yeah, um, I can't. The first the first script, I went into great detail mm -hmm. um, with everything, like how scenes should look, how panels should be. Um, text and everything but then when I came to drawing it the artist brain came in control and was like well that doesn't work so we're changing that so by the end I ended up scrapping about half of it mm -hmm. so from there it was kind of like a rough outline of kind of like how many panels there should be but mainly just what what's happening on this page and then when I go to draw it I work it out that way mm -hmm. Um. And sometimes I'll just draw it and then get and then work out the script later. So when you, when you're drawing it out and working out the script later, are you like working just working out the um? So I'll have I know where the story I know what I want the story to be in my head, mm -hmm. and I'll draw it and then I'll add in I'll work out the f the fine tuned dialogue later. So are those like detailed like fully done pages or are those yeah. those thump, those so you're 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 got it all the way down and then you're just knowing like I have an idea of what the con like say for example it's a conversation between two characters I'll have an idea in my head how it goes mm -hmm. but then when I write it I'll find I can then write it a few times and fine tune it mm -hmm. um but I've got the how it looks down I've just been playing about because I never had, I don't have like one set where that's right or wrong yet. Like I'm mm -hmm. still finding me feet. Um, like writing's never been a, a strong point for me. Um, I do have, I've got dyslexia. It's not the, it's not the worst case of dyslexia, but it does sort of throw us off every now and again. Okay. Um, so I find it much easier to draw and worry about the writing later. That's, 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 that's very interesting. Um, and do you, so you kind of like go into a page knowing like what the major beat or like what you want to accomplish there, you yeah. draw it out, um, knowing what the characters are, are trying to accomplish or, or what their, what their, what their goal is. You're, then you're going back and you are, are fine tuning, um, making, uh, making the, the the dialogue have you come to any sort of like happy accidents where um you started off with page with a certain intention you drew it and then um you know you 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 had a bit of uh you know inspiration to 
uh, take it in a different direction or does it generally stay oh, yeah. on the path? Um, okay. Yeah, a couple of times, actually. I think there was a... Um, well, the first one was a real game changer because that was the first time I ever tried to like do a full comic. Okay. Um, and there was a couple of times when like I would I'd, I'd start doing it, and then just as I'm thinking it, I would stop and be like, "Wait, what if I do it this way?" And then like I think I I think on issue one I got to like page six or something. Okay. But then I I, I was reading ahead and what and a page just sort of like grabbed us and I went, "Wait, what if I do this?" And it's the scene where he's lifting up that sort of slab of rock and carrying, carrying the girl out. Okay. Like I just went, I was, th- I just jumped three pages ahead just to do that page. Cause in my head, I just had to get it like down on paper. It wasn't even written that way. I was just like, no, no, I've got this really cool idea. And I just went with it. And then did you work backwards to the to the yeah, previous I went two back pages? To, okay. I went back to where I was and they went, right, how do I get to there again? All right, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes that's helpful to have the uh have the 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 end point. So that's gonna take me to my next question. Um with this being envisioned um for for a longer running series, um, do you have the the final uh, ending point uh, yeah. for how the series ends in your mind. So you, the whole time you're you're working towards that. Yeah, I've Very I've cool. had that. I've had the beginning, middle, and end set from the very beginning. Awesome. So that gives you uh, that gives you uh, story points. Uh, sort of uh, sort of in that twenty twenty five issue mark to hit, and then into that thirty. 35 to 40 issue point to, to hit. So you, you have, you have direction. Um, and, uh, yeah. and are you trying to do things like, uh, have them be arcs at like the four and the five, six, four, five, six issue mark. So that like, if it's 40 issues, you would have roughly, uh, five to no, what that would work. Uh, six to seven, um, arcs there. Yeah. I am. Yeah. In my head, it was kind of like, I, I could easily do six, mm-hmm. um, seven if I was if like people were still after like still wanting to go there, um, but I had it in my head. Well, actually, the six arcs, but they dropped down to the t- arc, like say um, arc one and arc two are technically act one, mm-hmm. and then act two and act three. That's mm-hmm. how I kind of had it worked in my head. Okay. And you, and another thing that you have is sort of a, uh, from the four issues that I read, uh, and we talked about this earlier about Spider-Man being an inspiration for you in Spider-Man, uh, a lot of those issues, uh, early issues, um, say like from maybe like the eighties or so, those almost could be read as like single issue stories, but there was a overall, um, theme to them and like, points from different stories would would come back um into into the into the comic so is that something we might see here with this one i'm not against it mm-hmm. like i think that that's probably going to be the case in some of them mm-hmm. um i never want anyone to feel like they can't just jump into it um but i am doing it more of it's a continuing like issue like the first four issues take place mm-hmm. well the main story takes place over two night like say two nights um, okay. but later on there's going to be ones where it's going to pick up like say a couple of weeks down the road and everything that's happened before and isn't going to be that prominent 
Okay. So you'd be able to jump on and then sort of be like, all right, okay, I'll go back and read the other ones. Um, but I get what you mean. Like back in the day, that was kind of like the way to go. Like it, 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 but it is very big picture. Like mm-hmm. each issue adds something new. But when you get, when you look back, you'll as more issues come out, you'll see the bigger picture start to start to form. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, one thing that I wanted to bring up here was, uh, and I don't see this a lot in sort of like the independent uh, creative comic books, but one thing that you do do that I enjoyed and uh, I read these back to back, but even if, even if I wasn't reading these back to back, you do, you do uh, like a recap, like a brief recap at the beginning of each story. So even if I was to pick up like at issue two, with that brief re- recap of one, like I could, I could jump in there. So is that something you did by design? That was more of a happy accident, really. Um, Cause I, I kind of had a disagreement with someone about it. Um, fact, Cause they wanted the first page to just literally be like one panel and then a big, like where, what previously happened. Okay. Um, but I was like, no. Cause I was like, what I don't want to lose that much storytelling. Like it should yeah. just be a brief. Here's where we're at now. Let's go. Yeah. So no, I, I yeah, kind of like find like that fine line between giving too much to them. I think issue three was probably the worst offender because it just had that big block of so far this has happened. But page, but pa- like issue two was just the first page, just recapping. And again on issue four, issue four just gave you like the key points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that's probably how I'm gonna do it. It's just a little, just a few quick, brief. This is where we're at. No, those are those are certainly helpful. Um, so now I want to turn a little bit and talk about your 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 art process. How uh, how do you work? Do you work traditionally, digitally, maybe a combination of the of the two? Uh, it's a combo. Uh, I'll draw them all traditionally first. Okay. And then I'll digitally ink them and color them. And what are you using for, for, for that digital uh, art? Uh, Procreate okay. on the iPad Pro. Awesome. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to remember back. Was the, was the first issue um, almost all black and white? And then when you went to that second issue, is that where you introduced a little bit of the... No, no, the, the first one had red. Okay, so they all have uh, a black and white, and sort of you you highlight items with that with that you know either if it's blood yeah. spatter or something you know energy. Originally, uh, it was supposed to be full color. Okay, but I had issues with colorists. Many many issues, like I t- I tried for like finding people and I was paying them, mm-hmm. and the first guy like the qu- like the first page did was like spot on i was like all right great but then each page after that just degraded oh wow in quality and i was like well that's not right so that we had a bit of an a back and forth about that and then we just decided to part ways all right fine and then someone else came in and said they were gonna have a go and then after i think it was a page two pages ghosted never to be heard from again oh wow so when so, did you make that decision to do that sort of uh, three-color scheme? Um, it, was, it wasn't my decision. I just I was banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how to get it done. And my friend turned around and went, why don't you just do it black and white? 
And I was like, no, because if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, do it like, look at Sin City. That's not all full color. That's black and white with just some colors. Why didn't you just do the red? I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take, I did a page and I changed it and I set the red in and I was like, I hate how much I like this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it all was birthed from my friend and it's stuck. Nice. Yeah. I, I saw a little Sin City there and maybe not as much coloring, but like, I don't know if you're familiar with any of the, the Darwin Cook uh, Parker books, uh, but each one of those sort of has like, it's uh, sort of has like one uh, color theme through it, either like a yellowish or blue. But so what you have is like a theme of uh, black and white and wherever something is sort of uh, energetic, powerful, um, or, or, or repercussion of something happening, it's, it's, it's highlighted with that red. So you, you found a way to like, um, lead the eye and make us sort of, uh, with that black and white and red art, we are, uh, you know, we're, our eyes are called to sort of the, what, what you might consider the, the most important or the, 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 the aspects that are really impacting or changing the story so i think i think that worked out really well oh thanks (laughs) no problem um so and i'm trying to think back again um you have you have a letterer on the on the book so that's basically the only aspect of the the book that you don't handle um was there a letterer on issue one or was that you as uh you handling that 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 was me on issue one okay and it was me again on issue four. Okay. Um, Joey just couldn't get to issue four, unfortunately. Um, very busy man. But like, he's going to come back for issue five, bigger, stronger than before. Um, I just did what I could. Like, he taught us a couple of things, but Joe, you can definitely see Joey's the superior letterer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I noticed that there was a different different style. Um, certainly with issue one, um, you, you you dropped us into some action, and you were you were giving us some storytelling, and the 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 lettering was different. So I got a different feel from that. And then yeah. once we went into two, and we were we were flushing out the story, we we're having a little bit more conversation between characters. I, I did notice that, um, but I almost felt like it worked out really well. It's, you know, that change from one to two, yeah. where one, we were just sort of uh, dropped in, learning the story. Two and three, with a different letter, we were, we were meeting different characters. You know, we, we were having more, more conversation. So it, I, I feel like the, the lettering change there it was also another sort of maybe happy accident. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just, he, I, I hadn't actually intended for a letterer. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I was, I was in a group and I was talking about it and he just shouted up and he was like, yo, you need a letter. Let me know. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take a crack at it. Cool. And he didn't, he's great. He's absolutely, he's the best. Uh, just unfortunately he couldn't get to issue four. Yeah. Um, so when you letter, what are, what, I know that you mentioned that you're using Procreate to, to draw. What, uh, what are you using to, to letter? Uh, Illustrator. Illustrator. And are you, um, are you going to, to, uh, like a laptop or are you, you still handling all of that on, on an iPad? Cause I'm pretty oh, no, I, I use a full desktop for that, for like the, like the edits and the text and 
like the final touches. Oh, okay. So um, you could probably complete, what would you say, like uh, 80% of the, the comic on the iPad, and then you just need the, that last 20% that yes. revolves around lettering it. You have to, you have to yes. switch over. Um, yeah, I like do all the stuff on the iPad, send it over uh, to the computer, like make sure the sizing and everything's right. Do a few tweaks on the, on like the colors and the brightness and the levels. Um, and then like if I'm lettering it, I'll drop it into Illustrator and do the lettering. Or if Joey is, I just send it off to him and then wait for it to come back. Just give it another check over and then it's away. Cool. Yeah, what would be awesome is if someday you got to the point where you could uh, do everything on the iPad. That way you'd have your own sort of small, (laughs) compact, mobile, complete uh, comic studio with you. I didn't have that. I only got that um, during issue three. Okay. Before that, I was doing... On issue one and two, I did traditional drawing, Mm -hmm. traditional inking. And then I scanned it in and colored it on the computer using a graphics tablet. But then I got the iPad before I started on issue three, and it's been an absolute game changer. Nice. Yeah, I uh, my, personally, I have. Uh, I never thought I would be one of the people who fell in love with uh, digital drawing. I always felt that I, I, I needed that that touch of uh, pencil on paper. Um, but, uh, I have come around to, to digital art, um, uh, in, in, in trying to, to do some sketching on, on the iPad. Yeah. Um, so on a couple of these issues, you have, uh, you have a, a couple of variant covers. How do you go about, uh, finding the artist or are those sort of, uh, buddies that you have that you, you can recruit in to do a variant cover for you? They were again, happy accidents. Um, I think it was while I was on issue two. Um, I've met some, like, since I, like, dropped issue one, like, I've met some amazing other indie creators. Um, one of whom, Luke Brown, who did um, Dead Ronan, he offered to do a... No, we did a... Well, I think I had a thing on Twitter. I was, I was part... I'm part of a podcast, like, where we talk about indie comics. Okay. And we said, like, oh, if anyone fancies doing a variant cover as a joke let us know and he sent one in which was the variant cover which i ended up using for issue one and it was amazing and then issue four uh, again another creator uh, rick joseph like i'd put i'd put out saying like if anyone wants to do one um by all means and i'll use it as a variant and i'll send you it when it's printed and he was like i'll do it and he came out with that cracking back cover that's on issue four now very cool so um do you do you get to any any cons out in the in the UK and and yes. show and show the so you have like uh uh like print copies of this that you take around and and sell there? Yeah, yeah. Um I think the first issue the first issue I originally went a bit big and got 150 copies printed. Mm-hmm. Um but since then I've not got many left so I ended up doing a second run which is what's got the variant cover on. Awesome. Um, but there's not as many cons over here as there is in the States. Um, we get very, very few. But I went last year, I went to MCM Birmingham, which is the second biggest in the UK. Cool. That was a good turnout. Uh, and I've got, they all start this year on the 1st of March. 
like there's some little ones around where I live. There's one the first of March, then April, then May, and then I'm going to try and go with the London one. Hopefully. Nice. Yeah, I think that that might be a common mistake that a lot of us uh, creators make. That that first book that we make, we're so excited. We uh, that that print run, we might make a, a little too uh, a little too large. <laughs> I, I'm still sitting. I'm still sitting on copies of, of my first book. Uh, and, I know uh, it. The second and the second and third book, I I, I shut. I, I slowed the uh, the print run or lowered the print down uh, a lot. But I think that that first time, the excitement, uh, we all sort of may go a little overboard on that that first print run i met a guy who printed 500 for his oh, first wow. one. i was like god damn <laughs> that's a lot i mean fair play i think he's burning through them like i know i i, I did a, i did an inventory the other day mm-hmm. um and i've ordered all together for four issues i've ordered 650 copies of one through four and i've sold just over 400 Okay. So with something like that, do you, uh, do you have more issues of issue one than you do of like issue three and four? Cause somebody might be more willing, well, not more willing, but, uh, somebody coming to your table or, or somebody approaching you, uh, online is going to, uh, that's not familiar with the work. They might want to just sample issue one, uh, before committing to more issues. So do you have do you have more of, of one than you do of the, the later issues? Yeah, because I ordered a second, like a second lot. Okay. Like a second print because I only had, well, actually, I've got it here. I've got, so of the original first print, I've only got, I only had, well, I think I had 30 left. I've got 20 now. Okay. But I ordered some of the second print, um, which I've only got 60 left of. So I've only got 80. 80 copies from two prints left of issue one and then two and three are there's not many of them left and there's a few left of issue four but i'm going to see how it goes with these cons and then maybe order some some more if i need to cool and you we, we talked earlier you do have uh plans to uh to collect these into to to volumes is that correct yes uh so every six should be an arc and then once that's done i'll collecting them into a graphic novel which will have stuff like rough designs like uh, character designs notes like looks at how i work on the scripts and stuff just to add in some more stuff and then i'm going to be doing these uh, short stories okay where they're not really set in any sort of like specific timeline within the universe just they're set in it but like they're just con- self-contained little like Sort of like eight to twelve pages. Um, they're going to be going to the graphic novel as well, and I might be throwing them up online, just to view, like online, mm-hmm. like not print them out as comics, and then just put them in the graphic novel when that's done. Yeah, that's that's a pretty uh, interesting concept because I know for for a lot of say like uh, uh, like your image books, like I don't know if you. Uh, read anything from like uh, Brubaker and Phillips but a lot of times the uh, the single issue will have more than than the trade does but what you're doing is is pretty interesting that you're giving uh, the reader more with the with the trade Um, so somebody who might have not come in 
in those first couple of issues. They pick up the trade, they're getting a little bit more, but you're also um, putting that online. Anybody who supported you in single issues, you know, they have the ability to, to, to get that information, to get that's those stories. That's my kind of thinking was, so the people who've bought the single issues, um, if they want to pick up the graphic novel, it's going to have more in mm-hmm. for them as well. I'm going to be put, I'll be putting like a, like a, um, a specific front cover for the graphic novel. So it is different. So it is like a collector's item if they wanted it to, but if not, they can grab the, the short stories online. And then anyone who's new to it, it's fair. It, I was just trying to keep it fair. So if anyone's mm-hmm. new coming in, they can grab the all six plus some extra stuff all in one place. And then anyone who's done it, who's previously supported us can either pick it up just to add it to the collection. Yeah. Or they've got the option just to grab the stuff online. I didn't want to like single anyone out. No, I think, uh, I think you're, I think you got some good marketing and you're also being extremely fair to, to, to everybody who's supporting you in various phases of, uh, of the story and, you know, how you're packaging it. So, um, this is 40 issues. Is this the, is this the, uh, only thing you're working on or is there other stories that you're sort of, as you're, as you're working on Project Savior, um, you're jotting down. Um, there's some so spin-offs coming spin-offs okay um are there any are there any genres that you would like to tackle um uh other than the the, the you know the superhero story um I, I, i've always quite liked fantasy and science fiction mm-hmm. i'm not too keen on like horror or what's the other one probably I'm having a blank at the minute, but I think fantasy and um, science fiction would be a nice one to jump into. Very cool. Um, awesome. So I think, uh, I think that's going to do it for, for this interview. Um, why don't you uh, let folks know where they can find you so that they can check out these, these comics uh, and also so that they can be kept up to date as more issues come out. So you can, my main port of call at the minute is Facebook. You can get us there at, at Project Savior Comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Instagram at, prod, at Project underscore Savior Comic. And Twitter is at Project Savior. And the website, which is www.projectsavior.co.uk, is under construction at the minute. It's getting a bit of a revamp. But okay. once that's up in the next week or two, you'll be able to buy physical and digital versions on there as well as merchandise and the other works that I do. Awesome. And you had mentioned earlier that you're on a podcast. Do you want to give that podcast a uh, shout out here? Yeah, we do a podcast called Indie Comics Club. We just talk comics, indie comics, DC, Marvel, all that stuff. Um, so if you're in indie comics, give us a shout. And we'll, we, we, we like to have a read them and them and tell people what's, what's out there. Um, hopefully we've been on a break for a bit but we'll hopefully be back on it soon and it's project savior with a u just to confuse them people who aren't in the uk (laughs) oh okay Uh, thank you for for clearing that up um uh so uh i will have links to all of your social media in the show notes so anybody who wants to to check that out um 
can just uh, click over to the show notes and find that. Um, if anybody could give us a rating and review on any podcast service that you're using, we'd really appreciate it. If anybody would like to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at Construct Compod. We are on Instagram at Constructing Comics Pod, Facebook and YouTube Constructing Comics. And we'll be back with a, another episode very soon. And I'd like to thank Craig one more time for, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's been great.